Listener Production. They're cleaning spills and splitting bills. It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Alex Dyson, have you heard what's going on with Jamie Foxx? I saw a headline. I did not click on it. What, pray tell, is the lowdown? Well, he suffered a medical complication while filming his Netflix show uh, on April the 11th, and there's been very little news since. Um, his daughter shared a message on the day just saying we want to share them, that my father, Jamie, experienced a medical complication uh, yesterday um, due to quick action and great care. He's already on his way to recovery, but few people have actually seen him, although a family member said that Fox is recovering well. Now, here's the thing that really stood out to me about this article, and that is uh, a month later... His daughter again revealed that her father had been well enough to play pickleball. Pickleball. Remember we talked about pickleball a little while back? Was it Bron that was that brought up pickleball? Bron, was that you? My friend dislocated their shoulder playing pickleball. Maybe that was it. <laughs> Are you serious? It is. It's. I've seen this sport. It's popping up all over the nation. It is absolutely booming. Remember, it's this little sport. Mm. It's like tennis, but it, you play it with like table tennis bats. We used to have bat tennis in um, primary school. Maybe that was its real name, pickleball. Yeah, so anyways, it's just another example that pickleball is taking over the world. Uh, but also, <laughs> shout out to Jamie Foxx. Get well soon. Big fan of the show. Um, now let's get into this, Mac, because you're just padding for time. We need to find out whether you are Matt O'Karen. No, we don't need to find out After that. After yesterday's program, we've got a lot to dive into in a moment. There's a bit of morning tea coming up. There's some big ticket action in all senses of the word. Shall we do it? Yeah, let's go. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. Well, we all know the moment where the entire courtroom stands to attention. The most tense moment in all of the legal profession is when the jury comes back in with a verdict. And that's exactly what happens in response to yesterday's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. If you haven't heard it, I'd recommend you have a listen to <laughs> the incidents which happened on a flight that Matt O'Kine was taken. Usually in flight incidents, when you tell these sort of stories, they don't involve you. This was very much surrounded by Matt O'Kine, where he wanted some flight attendants to check a man's ticket. Because he had walked onto the flight without scanning it. And I felt it was a security breach. All right? Mm. So that I have to be crystal clear about that. I thought it was a security breach. Someone got in touch with us on at matt.n.alex and said, Okine, Matt, in brackets, Karen, needs to <laughs> chill. It was none of his business getting so involved with that passenger. The trained staff obviously didn't think it was a big deal. Mm. All right. I guess no one's criticizing you for mentioning it, but pushing the envelope to the point of where you would be satisfied rather than the, tr the trained staff were satisfied is probably where people thought, well, that starts to become Karen behavior. Well, look, Alicia also said, Matt, you're not a Karen in this story. You're a busybody. Keep your <laughs> sticky nose out of other people's business. Um, uh, Shane is the response. He was only mad because he decided to line up with the peasants and not use the gold priority boarding lane. I bet he wouldn't have complained if he got ushered through without a boop. No, I would have made sure this is a security breach. Do I need to remind everyone of the jet star flight that got delayed for five hours? <laughs> 
James says, whether Matt is a Karen depends on whether his plane ticket complaint was for actual safety or if he just felt the staff didn't do something properly. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, am I, I feel like I'm crazy. Am I the only one who sees someone getting on a plane without scanning their ticket as a major security breach? Well, did you think it was a security breach which had large safety ramifications or were you totally, in, did you go, that's probably not the case, but I want everyone to take this as seriously as I do. I mean, I was like, what are, well, here's the thing. I didn't want to profile. Okay. Mm. So I, so however this person was looking and acting, I'm not going to let them get mm. away with it any more than someone who other people might deem looked more dangerous or suspicious. Wearing a stripy top and holding a big bowling ball with a candle in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If it was a bloody 12-year-old kid, I would have said, ah, because they, because they, people smuggle. People smuggle drugs and bombs right. in kids. And people. Exactly. So I don't care who it was, what they looked like. If, if a terrorist was going to get you, they'd do it in the most unassuming way, wouldn't they? Well, Elisheba says Matt O'Karen is completely relatable because the older me and my partner get, the more we're like you, Matt. Our flight to Bali earlier this year, we felt exactly the same. But I also think air travel brings out the Karen in all of us. <laughs> yeah, well, it does certainly do something mm. to, to our emotions. And I mean, it's because... If something happens and you're in the middle of the air, do you know what I saw? Okay, I don't want to. I don't want to tell people how to commit a terrorist act, but <laughs> <laughs> I've got to really choose my wording here. Okay. Yes, you're in let's... a lot of strife here. <laughs> Thank you very much. We're well, about let's to be imagine... pulled off by the broadcasting authority, depending on let's, what you say next. Let's imagine that there's an unaccounted for person on this flight. Okay, that mm. someone else is somehow on this flight. Who knows how many other people might have accidentally snuck on? Suddenly we got. Four people who shouldn't be on the on the flight, you know, three flight attendants. Suddenly, mid-service, there's a choke out on three of them. The keys are obtained. The bloody pilot's door's in. Yep. It's going I down. Bet, I imagine if you were on the plane from The Dark Knight Rises where Bane comes on and, like, <laughs> hijacks it by pulling the wings off and just flying it underneath. <laughs> and you're just, like, scared after getting so ripped I'd on this. Like, you wouldn't um, mention anything to Bane? Just like, no, thank you. I'm, I'm no, I'd good. be like, um, excuse me, excuse me. That man with the heavy breathing and full face mask did not scan his ticket. <laughs> yeah, he's the one who has like a team of ragtag outlaw criminals with him, like jumping mm. around. Well, you might have been born in the darkness, but I wasn't born yesterday. And I saw <laughs> that you did not tap on on the way in. Um, James said, I would have been freaking out inside, but I wouldn't have said anything. I pretty much resigned to the fact that I'm dying when I get on a plane anyway. Matt <laughs> is standing up for the anxious. Well, that's it. <laughs> I mean, that, how many times have we said, see something, say something? If I didn't mm. say anything and I'd just been like, oh, well, I'm sure that they'll be fine. Mm. I'm sure that these flight attendants who desperately want to get home and couldn't give a crap just want to, you know, I'm sure they'll be looking out for everyone. Pfft, please. Well... Did we have a poll as well, Bron, as to whether this fitted into Karenistic behaviour? We did put a poll out. Is matter a kind of Karen? The options were yes, mind your business, or no, he was concerned about safety. <laughs> okay, now, now, did, can we just clarify, just because people answered on our Instagram 
doesn't mean they even heard the whole story, okay? So I know right. that there are lurkers on our gram out there <laughs> that would be more than happy yeah. to throw me under. <laughs> right. Well, we'll <laughs> see. What was, the, what was it, Bron? So 66% said yes, he should have minded oh, his own business. Whatever. That's two thirds. And 34 said no, he was concerned about safety. Well, having said that, Matt, is do you think you could have handled it better? Not necessarily like you were in the wrong, but could you have handled it better? What I would have clearly said is that this this feels to me like a security breach, um, and I just want to be sure that there's no um, security situation. Mm. Basically, I would have said it loud and clear. <laughs> And then I would have heard what they said. That's, I don't think that's where you should have gone. What I thought is as soon as you saw the no boop, just say, they, oh, sorry, I just walked on the plane. Oh, yeah, it's easy for you to say now. And then someone would, would run down after him and go, sorry, can we get you? Oh, that's easy for you to say. Just do it in the moment if you're waiting for everything to be settled and everything well, like that. I was watching. I was watching going, what the hell's going on here? Is anyone going to stop him? It took a while. Uh, you know. I mean, hindsight is a beautiful thing. I'm sure there's people all over the world who wish that buddy said something sooner. Well, that's why I'm asking you, could you have handled it better? Are you doubling down? I was like, no, I did everything right. I did everything I could have done at the, at the time. Right. The question, could you handle it better for next time? How would you do it? Would you do it exactly the same? I would do it almost exactly the same, except I would explicitly talk about my safety and I would cause more concern to the passengers around me <laughs> so that the flight attendants would actually listen to me and do something about it. That's what I would have done. Lesson learned, everybody. I would have screamed and said, I don't feel safe. <laughs> you get up, you point him and go, identify yourself. <laughs> That's what I would have done in the future. And instead I got stuck in no man's land. Like the Karen, I apparently am. I smell toast. Well, a bit of morning tea for you, Alex Dyson. I know that your dad has issue with the racehorses down at the Warrnambool Beach. Is that still going on? Always going on, Matt. Uh, he's, his latest one is like the crew putting up warning signs for stuff. He's like, it's the same with the horses. It's like warning racehorses on the beach, right? He's like, don't put this on. Most recent one, they just did a new playground down at Lake Batobe in Warrnambool, yeah. right? The slide is apparently so steep that kids keep axing themselves <laughs> on the way out. This <laughs> slippery metal slide. So they put up a side warning steep slide. He's like, just do things correct in the first place. You won't all these warning signs. <laughs> there is just a little warning if you are heading down that slide. Just be careful. I would, I would warn Ian that... Some of those horses that he sees on the beach, they they could be quite volatile. They're quite party animals, apparently. Have you heard about the, uh, there's a trend, I guess I'd say, sweeping through horse racing at the moment. Mm. Let's look at jockey Jamie Carr is in a little bit of trouble. Have you heard about this? Oh, is this a little bit of a cheap plate white powder <laughs> moment that people <laughs> seem to be having a bit too often, if you ask me? It is. Now, look, what I have to say that this is just coming from um, news stories that I have read. I'm referencing NewYorkPost.com mm -hmm. in this particular one, in which there are allegations. New York Post? Yeah, it's, it's made international headlines. Wow. Jockey Jamie Carr. Um, and look, this is New York Post having reposted a news.com.au article. <laughs> okay, so 
Mind you, we're speaking about the jockey here who, um, absolute, you know, bit of a superstar in the scene, but has been sidelined recently due to a really bad fall at Flemington in March. Mm. Okay. Left her with uh, bleeding to the brain, bit of memory loss, etc. cetera. Oh boy. Okay. Announces the comeback. Everyone gets excited. A day afterwards, dragged into a social media scandal as reported by the uh, Herald Sun, um, in which, okay, now in which... One image is shown, Jamie is smiling to the camera, a little bit of a, you know, nice selfie moment with a couple of friends around her, okay? We've all done it. We have all had a nice selfie moment with friends. Exactly. Now, there is a plate in the background of oh, the no, shot. Oh, here comes the plate. Okay. This plate is getting a lot of people in trouble. Was now, it Nadia Bartel had a plate incident? Yeah, Nadia had a plate incident. A lot of jockeys try to get around the Cox plate. <laughs> <laughs> I love getting around the cox pipe, <laughs> but I don't know about the CO. I mean, the X is next to the, the C, C, isn't it? In When you type it on the computer, C-O-X, C-O-C. C-O-K-E would be that plate, maybe. But anyway, look, <laughs> it's in the background. Jamie's white nail polish is clearly seen in this particular selfie. All right. Now, there's a video that is shown in which a hand... With white nail polish is then chopping up some white powder oh, on God. said plate. Now, there is no evidence. It is unclear as this well, has been reported. Well, there's no evidence. In a courtroom, <laughs> if you're presenting evidence, you'd go, they were white fingernails and then these are white fingernails. That you is don't evidence. know who else. You don't know who could have walked in there with more white nails. You don't know anything. You don't know what the powder was. Maybe, yeah. okay, just like a certain AFL player, ex-AFL player recently, needed to take his antihistamines uh, at the casino. Yeah. So you yeah. don't know, okay? You yeah. just don't know. Now, the question is, if it is cocaine, all right, if it is that particular substance, where did they get it from? And I've got a, I've, I have got a suggestion. I think I know what's happening here. Where do they get it from? Because in border security, you watch that, everything's getting stopped. Like no. dogs are sniffing no, no, it out, listen, in the mail, listen. x-rays, they're fine. Listen. Where does it come in? It's the horses. What? All right. I'm going to steer you to a incident that happened in Toowoomba in March as well, in which a uh, particular Toowoomba horse racing identity, as reported by abc.net.au, Ben Curry has had his disqualification from racing halved, okay, because he p- appealed it. But he was banned for 18 had it, months. He's had, it, he's had it cut in half. Because a horse that he oversaw was found with cocaine in its system. What? <laughs> yeah. Party horse. So, hang on, hang on a second. Yes. How did that not? I mean, they've got big nostrils. But... Exactly. How do you think it happened? Don't let the horse near a bloody party plate. <laughs> It'll take the plate and all. Don't you worry about that. So, because he if he was in charge of the horse, the horse had cocaine in its system. They're yep. like, you, sir, are serving are quite in trouble. a penalty now, on the sidelines. Now, he, Ben Curry's father, who's the trainer, Mark Curry, was not present at the particular December race in which this happened, mm. okay? So they have pleaded not guilty to the charge. Mm. They strenuously deny it, according to abc.net.au. They suggest that the horse had been tampered with after a race. Now, in a sentencing hearing, Alex Dyson, in April, <laughs> a race goer by the name of Nigel... What is I'm, this? To, I'm quoting to ABC. A cocaine horse racing <laughs> scandal. Okay, wait, right wait, wait. You know, there's a coup in Russia, and we're talking about Toowoomba horse cocaine. Listen, a statutory <laughs> declaration 
was given by a race goer who he declared that he consumed two bags of cocaine and patted end assembly, which is the name of the horse, which resulted in the positive test, okay? What? Because he was standing next to a guy absolutely gurning. <laughs> Apparently, that's that's the, that's the what pat, they're saying. What, okay. he threw his hand into the... He, he was... Maybe he sneezed on him. We don't know, okay? Now, well, they do go... <sighs> So, so here's the thing. Okay, he was f- particular. This particular person, Ben Curry, um, the panel said no. Mm. They don't accept this evidence by <laughs> the person who. That's their best evidence. This yeah. guy who'd had so- admitted to having some patted. Now, horse. now here's something. Here's my favorite sentence in this whole news article. Okay. Yeah. I love this so much. Here we go. Uh, in with regards to the racehorse end assembly, which returned the positive cocaine result at Eagle Farm in December 22, the sentence goes, it was only the third time in 10 years that a thoroughbred sample had tested positive for cocaine. The first two positive samples were also collected from horses Ben Curry had trained from 2017 and 2019. Did they have the same patter on the grassy hill? It just got a little bit too close to the saddlebags, if you know what I'm talking about. So anyways, look, there's obviously something going on in the racing world at the moment. It's uh, wow. it's more than just fashions on the field. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> well, Alex Dyson, it was an event that took place on Monday which seemed to cause pandemonium across Australia. Websites were crashing. The Australian Prime Minister was interviewed about it. And there was even calls by um, child psychologists to advise parents to prepare their kids for something called Swifty Sadness. (laughs) As thousands... (gasps) if not tens of thousands of children and young people and adults around Australia are set to be disappointed by missing out on tickets to Taylor Swift. I got that Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift sadness. (laughs) That's Lana. No, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Tickets to Taylor did come out on Monday, the very first releases. They're happening all across the week, and we thought we'd chat to someone who was lucky enough to be in the thick of it all. Oh, in the absolute scrum. (laughs) (laughs) That is uh, Digital Media Mastermind here at Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. It is a big welcome to Zoe. Hello. Well, you said hello with the smugness of someone who managed to nab tickets ahead of many other thousands Australians. So tell us, how you feeling? I'm feeling great, but it wasn't easy. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Is this the, the tough mudder of ticket buying <laughs> that you just had to go through? So what did you do? I went through a sleepless night. I couldn't sleep the night before. Are but, you serious? Um, <laughs> yeah. It's, you know what? I've never felt so insane, but like comforted by other insane people before. Like <laughs> my friends are telling me this is normal. And I'm like, I know it's not. How many hours of sleep did you get the night before tickets went on sale? I woke up at like 4am with a nightmare that I didn't get them. And then my Taylor Swift group chat also were like, I, I had bad dreams too. What time were so, they going on sale? 10am. So you were awake from 4 until 10. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> so, okay. So you knew that it was coming up. You what could not sort of risk things... going back to sleep. Because, I mean, if I've got like a big interview, I get quite anxious about the internet connection. Like, were you like Ethernet oh. Etherneted in or like, what did you do? So look, I had to rely on the home Wi-Fi, but mm. above all, I actually had to rely on the group chat because I never got through to the Amex website. My friend in Brisbane did. So wait, and you were Brisbane... just refreshing and refreshing and because these sites were crashing as a result of the demands, you were just left for dead out there in the ticket desert. <laughs> and you're just telling your friends, go yourself, <laughs> get one for me. <laughs> I was left staring at a screen that said, site help, broken page. Um, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> So that that crashed the Amex AU website 15 minutes before the Sydney tickets went on sale. Were you at work at the time, Zoe? No, I stayed home. Oh, whoa. Did you stay home on for this reason? I did. I also... <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> did you call in sick to get the tickets? No, I worked from home. I worked from home. I worked from home. Yeah. I'm just having a swift day. I mean, a sick day. Sorry. <laughs> and like, what if you had a meeting or something while all this was going on? See, look, you've got to prepare. So ahead of time, <laughs> I contacted the fellow Swifties in the office and I said, would you like me to organise fake, me fake meetings in your calendar? <laughs> <laughs> so we've got um, the Amex brainstorm at 10 a.m. <laughs> So you had an Amex brainstorm at 10 a.m. Monday. <laughs> Wednesday is the Frontier brainstorm. Because <laughs> that's another pre-sale for like Frontier touring or something like that. Yeah, and if we need general, we've got general brainstorm on Friday. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The bosses here are going to think that we're going to have the most productive year of, 20, of you know, yeah. the 2020s. But did you, are you going to need the Friday general sale or have you managed to secure your, uh, your ticket to ride? Look, I've secured the tickets, thankfully. Mm -hmm. But for the fellow Swifties in the office, you've got to be supportive and you've got to help them out. So those meetings are still in the calendar. Damn, Absolutely. Do you mind me I, asking how much they sent yeah. you back? That doesn't matter. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't, don't worry. So not to mention the lost productivity and time and sleep. but <laughs> No, Zoe, Zoe, go on. How, how much? So they, they were the, the, the 12 50 <laughs> One two five zero dot zero zero. So understandable for one night. <laughs> wow. So okay. you're telling me I could go to like a dinner at a fancy restaurant for like five hundred and then see a seven hundred dollar show. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. Oh. So, but I mean, this is pretty much oh. a once in a lifetime thing, isn't it? Because she's probably mm. not. I mean, I mean, she will probably come back, but <laughs> this is peak peak Taylor. She is really. Oh, sure. What, what are you most excited to see? So this is the era's tour, right? So it's her whole career. But since the last time she's toured, there's been like four albums since then. So there's a mm. lot of new material as well as the old classics that you wouldn't necessarily get to hear on a regular tour. So I think that's part of the demand as well. And are you going to be up the front or are you going to be in like a... I oh, hope so at the ticket price, mate. Well, I don't know. Maybe, it, maybe it's a... They <laughs> better know. not be the bloody Pompsford stand <laughs> at the MCG. I'm planning to be on stage at this at this, yeah. at this stage <laughs> with these tickets. I've got to be right there. You'll be doing Bonnie Ver's part for Exile for that price, <laughs> Zoe. But look, it's, it's big stuff. We congratulate you, go. You will have an amazing night. Let's hope it doesn't, you know, all of this 
ticket spending doesn't force Philip Lowe to put up interest rates again with inflation. But apart from that, I hope you have the most wonderful time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much, Zoe, for joining us. And thank you very much for joining us on today's episode of Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Yeah, we're going to be back here same time, same place tomorrow. And you can always keep in touch with us at matt.and.alex on Instagram. Until then, we hope you have a good one. We'll see you soon. Bye. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs at matt.and.alex.